to Leading the Line, the Scottish Women's Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Marshall, and joining me, as always, Campbell Finlayson. How are you doing, Campbell? Yeah, just about recovering from freezing cold weather at my two games yesterday, Chris, but all good now. Yeah, we're recording on Monday night, and as Campbell says, it was once again absolutely Baltic uh, down at the women's football. It seems like pretty much every ground in women's football is Baltic. Campbell, I can't think of one where I've gone, yes, this is toasty recently. No, I think that's just the Scottish weather for you. We can't seem, seem to get a break, and the weather's kind of hampered us as well as the start of the season. So hopefully it'll improve a bit going through the summer, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not not the ground's fault, certainly the weather. The Storm Horge, I think, is the most recent one. So, yeah. Anyway, we are going to talk about the SWPL Cup. Um, we were at a couple of fixtures. Campbell was at one in five-eighths of a fixture. Um, I was at the other three-eighths and five-eighths of the fixture. Um, and then we're going to have a quick chat about Scotland in the Pernatar Cup. Uh, recording Monday night, as I said, so by the time you hear this, one of the games already happened. So we're not going to talk too much about that, but it's certainly worthwhile a conversation. Uh, Campbell, let's let's start. We're not going to do this ABCD because we don't want to, is the honest answer, and that's not where we were. So we're going to start in Group D, um, and we're going to start Peter Sell Park on Sunday. Uh, Partick Thistle against Kilmarnock. Uh, Campbell, we were both at this one. Obviously, you had to dash off to, to do Aki's against Rangers, but I think the reason why we both turned up at this one, we were curious to see how both sides were settling in. Uh, both teams we hadn't really seen in competitive action yet either. Yeah, obviously, Kelly had that one game up at Forth a few weeks ago, which again was kind of hampered by the weather, so it wasn't great for them for that. But uh, aye, it was a very entertaining game for us yesterday. There was obviously the four goals, three penalties, two red cards, and a referee that was just kind of causing havoc everywhere by giving free kicks for literally any time anyone went five yards or somebody. So it was an enjoyable afternoon for us, certainly, but I think one where both sides were left a wee bit frustrated. Yeah, uh, incident packed is the words I used for it, and I think that's very fair to say. Campbell's covered it very well. Uh, a two-all draw. Um, it started really quickly, Campbell. Um, Partick Thistle getting a penalty uh, after 12 minutes. Uh, Suzanne Mulvey brought down the former Scotland international, um, and yeah, she stepped up and then took the penalty uh, to give a 1-0 lead. And then Thistle actually got another penalty three minutes later, and this time uh, Claire Doherty stepped up, who'd obviously scored uh, their opener last uh, in the last uh, last week against Glasgow Women. Um, and she she claimed that the wind caught it, as was her line, Campbell, um, after the game. Uh, but I did speak to her about that. Um, but yeah, uh, she missed that penalty, so it was uh, 1-0. Kelly took advantage of that. I thought a pretty good counter-attacking goal. Uh, uh, Monica Harty getting the end of a Dana Bear cross and putting it past uh, Jade Bailey in the Thistle goal to equalise. Uh, but Thistle did get a goal and cleared off. He did get her goal just before half-time. Um uh, nice finish. She was under a lot of pressure from the Kelly defence uh, to make it two one at the interval. And at that point, Campbell, at half time, you were still there, obviously at this point. Um, I would have said this were probably good value for that lead. Yeah, I don't think it was a game they dominated, but they were just, they always certainly had that wee bit on top and probably should have been further ahead than the one goal that they were. But Kilmarnock had certainly come back into the game well um, after losing that goal. And were, they could. Probably just about right to be behind, but it was never a game they were definitely out of. So it was one that, going at the second half, with the wind still pointing the impact that it was, and kind of anything was happening. So it was interesting to see what would go on to, and I'm sure we'll get to that now. Yeah, I mean, so at halftime, we went inside to get get some hot drinks, came back out, and literally anybody's been to Peter's Hill Park will know that the elements are are not your friend at Peter's Hill Park. And uh, I think that's very much the case on Sunday, where the wind was blowing everything into the stand. So it was very much the case of everybody back to. 
and we kind of sat there with hoods up, hats up, basically everything possible to get ourselves covered up for about the next 15 minutes. And during that period, Kamara did get an equaliser. Um, another penalty, um, this time Lauren Chisholm uh, stepped up and she converted uh, to give it, make it two each. But the game, not necessarily changed uh, Campbell, but um, in terms of Kamara looking to maybe turn reverse the result, uh, they were hampered by the fact that Shelley Campbell was sent off for a second yellow card. And I think Campbell, me and you the opinion that maybe Shelley... Uh, the two yellow cards were probably deserved and she maybe could have had a, a, another booking at the, at the very least for a tackle earlier on in the game. Yeah, I've watched the highlights, but I, mean, I remember, I can say to you at the time, it was a tackle on Shannon Todd in the first half where the referee said she won the ball despite the ball going in totally the opposite direction. And having watched it back, I think she was very well. I mean, I, if I'm a referee, that's a red card for me. She was kind of over the top of the ball in the studs caught um, Shannon Todd. So it was, I don't think it was really much of a surprise when she got sent off. But, I mean, she was unlucky. it wasn't as if the fibbles were, you know, dirty and tense. It was a wee bit unlucky. I know kind of, uh, Andy Garner, as he was saying at the end, was told by the referee that she had intent to injure uh, Claire Dockett in the red card, which is a lot of nonsense, really. She was just simply too slow. Either getting the ball, and Dockett was just there ahead of her, and that kind of uh, beat her to it. But I think the red card was kind of, there's always something coming with the way the referee was going, is when we was kind of, it was quite card happy yesterday. And I know a lot of folk weren't happy with that one, but I don't think there was really any complaints Shelley could have had them um, with the red card. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I heard that intent to line as well. I thought that was pretty harsh, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it was just mistimed. Um, you mentioned there was cards going about. I think it's the first time we've been at a game where almost as many people in the dugout seem to be getting bookings as they did on the pitch. Uh, Michael McDougall, the Kilmarnock assistant, um, was eventually sent off uh, for two quick-fire bookings. Um, him and the referee had a, an exchange of uh, views, I think is probably the, the polite way of putting it. Uh, John Doyle got a booking as well, as did Andy Gardner, although apparently that one has been rescinded after the game. Uh, but when Kelly went down to that, that 10 men, um, part of this didn't really make the most of it, I think it's probably fair to say. They had a lot of the ball, but actually Kelly probably had the best chance up until the last five minutes to kind of go ahead. Uh, Joanne Payton, signed from Glasgow City, um, a pretty... Let's talk about that wee second as well, Campbell, because John Payton going to come on. That's a that's a pretty good coup for uh, Kelly, I think. Yeah, it's interesting to see how she gets on. Obviously, it's been you're never going to be the main star at City when you've got Kirsty Howitt ahead of you. So, for her to come out now and get to a side where she's going to get game time and come on, they're a striker themselves. And I think that's a real good move for the two of them. She probably should have scored that chance yesterday, as we're saying. But, yeah, it should be one that's going to interest both her and Kilmarnock. It's good to see how she gets on this season. I think that should be quite a good signing for Kelly. Yeah, as you, as you alluded to there, she uh, had an opportunity, uh, got clean through in goal, uh, but she put her effort wide, and that was really Kelly's only last chance. He kind of started to settle in, uh, looking to secure the point. Uh, Thistle had a couple of chances. Sophie Gallagher came on, started to cause a little bit of chaos, um, and she had an effort really well saved by uh, Lauren McGregor, tipped it onto the post. Uh, John Doyle said after the game that he was already up celebrating for it. Um, and then they were denied, Thistle were denied a, a third. Uh, Claire Doherty ruled to be flagged offside, uh, even though she thought it through. She put it through, but the flag was a little late, but I don't think it was like aggressively late. I think what had happened is it, it was one of those ones where the linesman can't put his flag up until the ball's played kind of thing. But um, two each, I think, for Thistle. Uh, probably, I think for Thistle, they were probably a little bit disappointed given the fact that they had that advantage for the last half an hour. Uh, after the game, I spoke to Claire Doherty, and this is what she had to think about it. Obviously, first half, we were the better side. Um, we obviously created more opportunities, obviously missed penalties. Should have obviously went with that one, with obviously a couple more. But overall, I thought the first half, we were the better team. Deserved to go in the lead. 
Second half, we just did not manage the game well at all. As soon as they get the sending off, we should have managed that obviously a lot better, and we didn't, and we shot ourselves in the foot. I do think, though, the, sort of the penalty that they got is very soft, and she has bought it, but at the end of the day, like the referee's got to make a decision there. But overall, I'm quite disappointed what my way we had draw, considering we went in in the lead 2 nothing up, but just got to take it as it comes, I suppose. Points better than no points at the end of the day. Yeah, you mentioned obviously fast start, those two penalties coming earlier on. Um, you took one of them, unfortunately it wasn't to me. Um, what was the conversation that saw the penalty change? Well, Suzanne had said to me originally take the, like, the first penalty, but I was like, nah, it's okay, you go with it. And I thought, we're one nothing up, it gives me a wee bit of breathing space if I do, but Lauren McGregor, she knows how to get in my head, and unfortunately on the day she did. But I will say the, the wind carried it over just a little bit. So, Campbell, uh, a point of piece for Thistle and Kilmarnock. I know you didn't see the entire game, but it certainly feels like, for, in my respect, in terms of watching the game, probably felt like Thistle maybe had a missed opportunity there, but Kilmarnock dug in and, and got a decent point. Um, I mean, obviously, Thistle kind of, so we got the early goal and they had another chance where they probably, obviously, another penalty probably should have put them ahead, but Kelly were never really out of the game. And then in the second half, Thistle didn't turn up at all. Uncle Marnett were really excellent at kind of stopping eh, Thistle doing anything, really. And getting forward themselves, obviously, they say the Joanne Payton chance, they really should have scored. But when you're playing with 10 players, it's always going to be that bit harder. So Kilmarnock deserve a lot of credit for digging in there to get a point yesterday. Thistle, obviously, as you're saying, with that extra player, probably should go on and take advantage. But never really looked like doing it for the rest of the game that I did see. So I think it's in the end, it's probably a fair, a fair result and a point that was deserved for both sides. Yeah, so that point means that Kilmarnock do go into the SWPL plate. That place has been confirmed as the time of recording. And part of this will now face Motherwell uh, uh, this month, coming Monday, so Monday the 9th of March at Airdrie. Um, this will need a win to overtake for Farmington, who went to Motherwell themselves. They went to Ravens Craig Campbell. And they picked up a 2-1 victory, a double from Billy Simpson, um, cancelling out Chelsea Watson's goal. Uh, it was one of the games where you considered going. Well, I know I considered going to it in that respect, um, just because I was curious to see how two SWPL one sides that we think are probably going to be round about each other in the table match up, and I think that's a pretty good result for Forfar. Yeah, I don't think it's one many folk were really expecting there, but obviously Billy Simpson got a double for them, and it's a very good win for Forfar to beat Comanlick, um in that first game back up there, and obviously having struggled in the league last season, we're never really sure what to expect for for this year with some of the new signings coming in there as well, but it's a very good win for them and one that I don't think we were really expecting and makes that Thistle draw actually turn out to even be a better result for them. So it's, it's a one, but it's still a very good a very good open group with those three sides all having a chance to go through, but it's a result that Forth will definitely be very pleased with. Yeah, so uh, as a group stands, Forth have six points, uh, part of Thistle four, uh, uh, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, Mother will have three and uh, Kilmarnock have one. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, Cam, because we were talking about the Motherwell part of this whole game, and obviously if this will win that, they will qualify through the top. Uh, if Motherwell do, they'll obviously qualify through the top as well. But one of the things that uh, John Doyle said after the game on Sunday, I wanted to get your take on it, because I've heard it a couple of times, is the fact that he's still using this uh, SWPL Cup tournament as a, as a pre-season. Do you think that's a success then in terms of the reformatting of the tournament that some coaches are looking at it like that? It was similar, obviously, with the Betfred Cup and the SPFL when it was moved to that sort of early stage. And I think a lot of teams were treating it as pre-season, but it seems to be changing a wee bit. I mean, we spoke to the likes of Glasgow and the uh, Command and teams like that where they have been taking it. It's obviously still early on in the season, but they still want to go and win their games. So 
So to hear John say that, I was still a wee bit surprised that because Thistle obviously had got a great chance to go through and as much as the league is going to be their priority this season, it's I think it does still work, but it was quite a surprise, surprising thing to hear him say, to be honest with you. But um, no, I think the format has been good and just gives these teams those competitive games early on that gets them fit while they're actually still having something to play for rather than friendly. So to me, it's worked out pretty well and it has given us a lot of drama as well. So it's... It depends on the club, I think, but for me, the format is definitely a, a good change to have. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly feels to me that the season started off with a bit more buzz about it because there's been more to play for. And we talked about previously when we talked about the reformat and that the early round of the SWPL Cup felt like a little bit of a procession. Um, I don't know about you as well, Campbell, but I think it's actually going to demonstrate that actually the gap between SWPL 1 and SWPL 2, certainly in terms of top and bottom of those two divisions, is maybe closer than it's been for a while. Um, and I think that's that's borne out by some of the results that we've seen. Uh, the the kind of pre-season element, I, I think that probably depends where you land. I think if you're a team that manages to get into the SWPL plate, for example, that becomes a, a trophy that you can win. That, well, let's be honest, up until this point, Campbell's not really been there. Um, but yeah, interesting uh, word from Joe Down. As I said, it's not, he's not the only one I've heard say that. It's just that he said it to my face on Sunday, so I thought I'd bring it up. Um, let's move into Group B though uh, and you left Petersville Park and headed to Lanarkshire to take in Hamilton Ackies against Rangers and Campbell it sounded like it was a pretty straightforward afternoon for Rangers by all accounts Yeah I mean obviously it was quite interesting to see how Rangers were getting on I know you've seen them the last couple of weeks after all these new signings and going to a Hamilton side that started the league brilliantly last week so it was one where you probably expected Rangers to have most of the game and it kind of turned out that way obviously being them in the league above, they started well, and then it was Lisa Martinez who uh, got the opening goal from a Demi Vance corner, which I did find strange saying at half taking it, but it, it worked out well for them, obviously. And then Megan Bell made a 2 0 before half time, and then Lisa got another header in the second half for 3 0. And it just kind of it was a comfortable afternoon for Rangers. I think it probably could have been more, but for Hamilton, they'll be pleased enough speaking to Gary after the game that they had managed to sort of come back into it a wee bit, but it was one where Rangers were on top early on, and it could have been more, but I think 3-0, they were, kind of, they were happy with that in the end, and Aki's continued to turn their focus again to possibly getting through against the United next week. Yeah, I think anybody who sees these SWPL1, SWPL2 games, especially at the top end with the investment in SWPL1 that's been going on at the moment, is a realistic expectation that some of these results will pan out like this. Um you first time you've seen Rangers in the flesh. Obviously, I've seen them a few times now. What was your take? Did anybody stand out that you maybe hadn't seen before right, in terms of the the Rangers playing squad? Um, well, Megan Baird making a lot of plaudits and kind of right the show again. She scored a great goal yesterday. Um, if I didn't take it two 0 but Demi Vance Vac was I spoke to her a few weeks ago. Um, was obviously that's been published as well. But she seemed to be she was really composed at the back. Was solid there and even getting forward as well. She done that quite a lot and was causing bother across the pitch for Hamilton so it was definitely very impressive to watch um, but the whole team from Rangers were very good I don't think Aki's were dreadful either it was just kind of a game where Rangers have just got that bit more experience and they've got some bigger name players to kind of get through the game but yeah, it was two good sides to watch and um, I can see Rangers doing very well this season yeah uh, one of those players is French defender Lisa Martinez. And Campbell, you spoke to her through the medium of Gregory Vigneault after the game. Uh, so we've got a little bit of audio from her as well. Here you go. Obviously, very good result. What were your thoughts on the match? C'est un très bon résultat. Qu'est-ce que tu penses du match? Je pense que c'est positif pour l'équipe. Après, on a besoin encore d'être encore plus solide pour pouvoir gagner le reste des matchs. Pour l'instant, c'est 
c'est que les, la coupe. On a besoin d'être encore plus solide pour, pour les, les vrais matchs. Ok, she thinking is a really good result for the team. Uh, she felt Benefits really, really strong today. Um, another cup game, another win. So now we need to be and stay strong for the rest of the competition. Managed today as well to score yeah, my first two goals for Rangers. How pleased are you with that? Okay, so you marked two goals for Rangers. What do you feel? Are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. So she's really happy? Yes, it's positive for the team. Okay, it's really positive for the team. Yes, I have to be more performant. Sur, euh, sur mes matchs, je ne dois pas me reposer sur mes acquis. Ok, je dois performer better and better and stay strong. So, that result, Campbell, uh, means that Rangers are probably favourites to go through. They have still got to play Dundee United, who face Queen's Park on Sunday. Um, a 5-2 win for Dundee United, but Queen's Park gave them a wee shock with an early goal through Jane Cameron. But uh, a Tammy Harkin hat trick, really, the standout uh, moment in that game. Good result for United and Queen's Park. I mean, they're showing some fight in some of these games, but I think it's going to be quite tough for them this season at the moment. Yeah, Queens are obviously having to come up, and it's never going to be easy for them. Got a lot of new players in as well, so trying to kind of bed them all together against the United side that have pretty much kept that squad from last season with a couple of great additions as well. So it was always going to be tough for them, but I think possibly the worst thing that could have happened to them was maybe scoring early and it kind of woke United up a wee bit, but it's. Queens are certainly scoring goals, which that shouldn't be a problem for them, but the amount they've thrown away at the other end is probably where their trouble is going to lie. So if they can sort that out, then they could maybe improve, but it can may look, does look like sorry, it does look like it's going to be a long season for them. Yeah, so in Group B, uh, so Queen's Park are now out of the SWL competitions completely. Um, they are not in the plate or the cup. They're one of the two teams to drop out. And in Group B, it's Rangers top with six points, having played two games. Dundee United have played one game with three points, and Aki's have played two games with three points. Aki's United are due to face each other this Sunday as well, so keep your eye out for that one. Um, I know there's some, some confirmation to be done in that regard, and we're not going through the permutations because there's still some odd games uh, to go through in some of these groups. But yeah, as it stands, Campbell, you would say Rangers are probably favourites unless Dundee maybe cause a shock uh, come come their clash in Dundee, should that happen. Yes, as Rangers group to lose now, obviously if they can, they can beat United if that game goes ahead, as we say, that'll kind of be that'll be them sorted, obviously. So it's one where again United and Aki's can still go through, possibly as one of the best runners up, so there's still a lot to play for, but it does look like it's Rangers group for me. Yeah, so let's move on now to Group A and probably the biggest game of the weekend in the SWPL Cup was in Edinburgh but Campbell, I'm so tired of going back and forth from Edinburgh at the moment I thought I'd have a wee easy one this weekend um, and Spartans took on Celtic um, ended up looking like a comfortable win for Celtic a, a 4-1 victory uh, goals from uh, Summer Green, Sarah Younes, Kathleen McGovern and uh, Josephine Giard uh, Becky Galbraith scoring again for Spartans but from a couple of people I spoke to at the game it seemed like it was a lot tighter but a result that probably went the way we expected it to in terms of Celtic getting the victory. Yeah, I think we were always kind of expecting Celtic to come out on top, but Spartans have had, just had a fairly good start this season and we're obviously unlucky to lose to Hibs last week with that late goal. So it was one where the results went the way we expected, but 4-1 score was probably a bit harsh. I think, as you're saying, what I've been told, it was, it was a lot of late goals in that, where it was obviously just 1-0 to Celtic until about quarter an hour to go when they kind of opened it up a wee bit and then even after Spartans got to go back so it still wouldn't want to get a four so they're obviously through Celtic now and they'll be, they'll be pleased with that they've certainly improved um, as the weeks have went on so it's yeah, a good start for them and one that they're happy with whereas Spartans I think have still got a lot they can be pleased with and there's obviously still that chance 
they could go through as one of the best runners up, depending on group sales where. So it's, yeah, it's, as you say, the result we expected and a very good win for Celtic. Yeah, and as you say, Spartans have had a, still had a pretty solid start to the season, just missing out against Hibs, as you said. And so, yeah, 4-1, I think, as as I've said, was probably quite a heavy scoreline from the from reports I got from people that were there. Uh, yeah, as you've already said, well, Celtic, the first team through to the groups, uh, through from the group stages to join Glasgow City and Bernie in the quarterfinals. Spartans are in a good position to maybe take one of the runners-up spots, but we'll have to see what happens with the rest of the groups. Um, also in that group, St. Johnson uh, defeated Glasgow in 3-1. And St. Johnson, I, I tell you what, St. Johnson have uh, obviously knocked up a, go, a good victory there to kind of round out their campaign after a couple of defeats. And for Glasgow women, um, it's, a, it's a little bit disappointing because we, we think that they've got a lot behind them. But going up to Perth, and obviously it was a local leaving campus as well, so different venue uh, for St. Johnson. And another two goals for Ellie Maycowie, oh, sorry, a goal for Ellie Maycowie and two goals for Morgan Steedman means it's a, it's a pretty good result for St. Johnson. And it's back-to-back wins, and it's something that they, last season across all competitions, Struggled to kind of put together. Yeah, I mean, obviously we had the result um, coming through. We were at Peter's Hill on Sunday and kind of discussing it. They were maybe a wee bit surprised with St Johnson, but they've certainly had a good start to this season. Again, they've kept a lot of those players there, and it's a very good win for them. And for Glasgow women, we kind of praised them, and ever since they've kind of dropped off form. So we apologise for that one. But um, yeah, it's a very good win for St Johnson. Again, it doesn't make too much difference um, to the group. But it secures their place in the SWPL play as well, and it's yeah a very very pleasing win for them going back into the league campaign. Obviously near the top end of the table after the first game um, with their win against Queens Park last week. So it's all about building that momentum, and as you're saying, they've got two games, two wins in the trot. They'll be very pleased with that as well. So it's yeah very good win for those women. I think it's still trying to jail in for them. They've got a very young squad, and we know they'll still have a lot to work, a lot of work to do, but they could have a positive season themselves as well in the league. So it's one way. I don't know if you'll see the similar kind of result in the league, but it's a very good win for St Johnston and they'll be definitely pleased with that one on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carson McGlynn, she got the goal for Glasgow women and as a young squad in this, maybe this is just part of the growing pains of having a quite a new squad and it's obviously a squad that has got lots of potentials to develop. So absolutely no reason to suggest that Glasgow women aren't still going to continue to be a, a threat in the league. And of course, they're in the SWPL play as well, that point that they got against Celtic proving to be key. Um, as it ensures that they are into the SWPL plate. And let's move finally into Group C. Yeah, it's Group C. I nearly got the order wrong there. Um, Burnham your thistle against Aberdeen. 0-0 draw at Megatland. Doesn't look like there was much nuts to talk about with this one. Um, the point wasn't enough for Burnham your thistle. It means that they finished bottom but are one of the two, I don't like saying worst place, but two not best, but it is worst place, fourth place teams. Um and uh, Hearts defeated Stone University 2-0. Uh, goals from Lisa Swanson and a really good goal from Taylor Hamill uh, for that one. So it means that Hearts are top with six points. Aberdeen second with four points. Uh, Southern University third with three points. And Aberdeen and Southern University still to play each other. So that that group's going to the wire as well. Um, I don't think the announcement's been made for when uh, Southern University Aberdeen is. But if it has been, apologies. But um, good result for Hearts as well. Building a momentum of their own after beating Birmingham midweek. Um, and a good goal from Taylor Hamill I think that was my main takeaway from the highlights from that one Yeah, it's a very good finish um, obviously good reaction from Lisa Swanson for the first one she's on good form as well for Hearts but yeah, Taylor Hamill's goal was a cracker right kind of late on it was one where I think Hearts were always the side kind of not in charge of the game but maybe the team you were expecting to win if you'd have been there and then you know get the late goal obviously um, to settle it so it's a great win for them as well obviously they'll be happy and 
just saying it's a very tight group. We're not only going to go into what can happen, but there's still a good chance of Hearts going through there as well, depending on the result. And that's still in the Aberdeen game. Yeah, you're, you're probably looking at the, the... Yeah, I tell you what, I was going to try and talk through the permutations, Campbell, but we talked about it before, and it's a bit complicated at the moment, so we won't bother. But yeah, uh, there's still obviously a, a place for two runners up from the from the groups, and the re- remainder will go into the play. So everybody will have something to play for after these games, apart from uh, Queen's Park and Burnham Thistle, which, which we've talked about already. Um, let's move away from the SWPL Cup. Um, as I said, it's an international week this week, uh, Campbell, and Scotland are in Spain for the Pinatar Cup. Um, and the games are coming quite thick and fast, so we're not going to go too much into it. But I think one of the things that we do need to talk about, Campbell, is a couple of call-ups from the SWPL, and that's uh, Nicola Doherty and Amy Muir. And I think it's probably two call-ups that we're quite pleased to see. Um, Nick obviously was part of the World Cup squad, and Amy got a call-up uh, in the middle of last year, but unfortunately couldn't make it through injury. So it's good to see her get recognition again. Yeah, it's good to see these two players, obviously, um, coming in. So Nicola Doherty on Sunday and was very solid uh, for Rangers. It's strange not seeing her wearing the orange of Glasgow City, but she was very solid there. And as you say, Amy Muir was taking that kind of mantle as one of Hibs' main players as well this season. So it's yeah, very good to see the two of them and hopefully they can make an impact I think, on the pitch in these few games this week. Yeah, it's also, as we were talking about, very strange seeing Nick Doc wearing number two um, after so long seeing her wear number 11. So yeah, that was also a little bit strange the first time I saw her in the Rangers jersey against Queen's Park the other week. Um, in terms of the games we're playing, so we start on Wednesday against uh, Ukraine. It's a six o'clock kickoff uh, before playing uh, Iceland on Saturday, 2pm kickoff. And then Northern Ireland, Scotland, lots of Northern Ireland players uh, in Scottish football at the moment as well. So that could be a, a particularly interesting one. Uh, that's next Tuesday at half past seven. Um, an interesting range of tests. There's not. I think maybe these games, and I'll be interested to get your take on this one, the friend, they are friendlies, but it's kind of... These cups are a bit strange in women's football, Campbell. So obviously England are away at the She Believes Cup, um, Scotland at the Pinotar Cup just now. There's the Cyprus Cup as well. They are friendlies, but they're not really treated that way. Is that fair or am I, am I over-egging it in terms of the, their importance? Obviously, countries are still kind of using them to find out their best squads are going to qualifiers and things. But I just say there's still that chance of winning something at the end of it. And it's... It's almost like this Nations League thing they've introduced in the men's game. So I think yeah, it certainly works for them. And Scotland will go into it, not just saying they've got a chance of winning things, but they're also playing countries that they're not going to test them. And they've they've had some good results uh, through in Spain before. So it's, it's as you're saying, you can't really judge it, but it's definitely one that they'll look to play and they'll look to go on and win. So it will be a valuable experience for them. And again, some good time to get some more game time in at international level, playing with each other so that they're ready for when the um, qualifiers come around again. Yeah, qualifiers obviously next month, so I, I think that's a very fair point, and it is a chance for familiarity in the squad, and maybe get some caps into players like um, Amy and Sam Kerr, who's already called up, and Martha Thomas as well, who has been having a, a pretty good run of form at West Ham down in WSL. But yeah, so those games, um, the first game is available via the Scottish National Team social media channel, so Facebook, Twitter, your usual, um, and then BBC Apple will have the Scotland Iceland game and Northern Ireland Scotland games. Um, so yeah, if you have the time to watch them, or if you're going to search out to look for them, I should say actually don't have the time, but I appreciate some of the kickoffs are after work or during work in some cases. Um, so yeah, by all means go have a wee watch of them. Um, we'll try and keep you up to date with them in terms of what's happened. We'll have a wee chat about it. But yeah, uh, Scotland in action is great to see and it's great to have Scotland back. I think that's it for this week. I think Campbell, I don't know about you, but I think the SWPL Cup podcasts are naturally a little bit shorter um, just because 
there's not always as much uh, coverage about for them. Uh, the it's a competition that's still growing, but yeah, uh, we have a couple of interesting, exciting things coming up. Uh, I've got a, a player podcast that we're recording tomorrow night, which is why we're recording on Monday night, and not because Campbell wants to go see Air Dundee United. Nothing to do with that at all. Um, and yeah, we're just going to keep plugging away and trying to get some more people on the podcast. But for now, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, cheers again, Chris. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, give it five stars. Tell everybody about it. Oh, and I've got one last thing. If you are a women's player in the SWPL and you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. Uh, if you want to be a regular guest, if you want to be interviewed, just drop a message to the Leading the Line Twitter, at Leading the Line, and we'll get back in contact. I'm very keen that we continue to show off um, the, the talent we have in Scotland, and the best way of doing that is getting you on to talk about it. Um, but until then, thank you much for listening, and speak again soon.